Hare Krishna, <clears throat> my dear devotees. Welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in the live studios in Hive, Kent, southeast England, just a th stone's throw from the English Channel. Uh, we hope that you all are safe and sound and well and uh, happy as one can be in such a world as today's. So much anxiety, so many, so many troubles, so much uncertainty, fear, anxiety. But here in the haven, um, we become free from those things. That may sound like an exaggeration, but it's not. <clears throat> it's not an exaggeration at all. When you hear the glories of Krishna, in the association of those who are also attached to hearing about Krishna. Uh, you, whether you like it or not, of course, I, I, that's a joke, but you become free from anxiety, at least during the time when we're hearing together like this and reflecting on what we're hearing. Uh, we become at once free from anxiety. This is our offering to the world and if we can spread this to the point where a certain percentage of people will be doing this every day, the world will change. It will happen. It may take a long time, many, many more lifetimes than we, than we have, or even not in this lifetime of ours, but it will happen. Because that was Lord Chaitanya's uh, prediction. Lord Chaitanya not only predicted it, he said it would happen. So, <clears throat> Hare Krishna. Srimad Bhagavata Mahimastotram by Srila Sanatana Goswami glorifies the Srimad Bhagavatam, which is the summum bonum of all spiritual scriptures and the absolute truth. Uh, and Sanatana Goswami has composed this stotra. Um, it goes like this Sarvas Jasjagdipi Yusha. Sarva Vedaika Satpala, Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja, Sarva Lokaika Drikprada. O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho. Kali Ditya Sri Krishna Paribartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya I bow down to you, who were supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Marekabando Matsangin, Madguro Mad Mahadana, Manistadagamad Bhagya, Mad Ananda Namostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, 
my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu, sadhuta dayin, adini chochita kada, hanamunchagadachin mam, premnarit kantayokspuda. O bestower of saintly, saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Okay, we reached the seventh chapter of the second canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, scheduled incarnations with specific functions. And we are beginning with text 28, and Lord Brahma has come to the incarnation, which is not really an incarnation, but he's classified with the scheduled incarnations. Well, we've come to Krishna himself the source of all incarnations, the Supreme Absolute Truth. Text 28 Then also, when the cowherd boys and their animals drank the poisoned water of the river Yamuna, and after the Lord in his childhood revived them by his merciful glance, just to purify the water of the river Yamuna. He jumped into it as if playing and chastised the venomous Kaliya serpent, a snake, which was lurking there, its tongue emitting waves of poison. Who can perform such Herculean tasks but the Supreme Lord? Text 29 On the very night of the day of the chastisement of the Kaliya snake, when the inhabitants of Rajabhumi were sleeping carefreely, there was a forest fire ablaze due to dry leaves, and it appeared that all the inhabitants were sure to meet their death. But the Lord, along with Balarama, saved them simply by closing his eyes. Such are the human, superhuman activities of the Lord. Purport. Although in this verse the Lord's activity has been described as superhuman, it should be noted that the Lord's activities are always superhuman, and that distinguishes Him from the ordinary living being. Uprooting a, gig a gigantic banyan or arjuna tree and extinguishing a blazing forest fire simply by closing one's eyes, is certainly impossible for any kind of a human endeavor. But not only are these activities amazing to hear, but in fact, all other activities of the Lord, whatever He, whatever he may do, are all superhuman, as confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita 4.9. Whoever knows the superhuman activities of the Lord due to their very transcendental nature, becomes eligible to enter the kingdom of Krishna. And as such, 
after quitting this present material body, the knower of the transcendental activities of the Lord goes back home, back to Godhead. Text 30 <clears throat> When the cowherd woman, Krishna's foster mother, Yashoda, was trying to tie the hands of her son with ropes, she found the rope to be always insufficient in length. And when she finally gave up, Lord Krishna, by and by, opened his mouth, wherein the mother found all the universes situated. Seeing this, she was doubtful in her mind, but she was convinced in a different manner of the mystic nature of her son. Purport One day, Lord Krishna, as, in, as the naughty child, disturbed his mother, Yashoda, and, and she began to tie up the child with ropes just to punish him. But no matter how much rope she used, she found it always insufficient. Thus she became fatigued. But in the meantime, the Lord opened his mouth and the affectionate mother saw within the mouth of her son all the universes situated together. The mother was astonished. But out of her deep affection for Krishna, she thought that the Almighty Godhead Narayana had kindly looked after her son just to protect him from all the continuous calamities happening to him. Because of her deep affection for Krishna, she could never think that her very son was Narayana, the personality of Godhead himself. That is the action of Yoga Maya, the internal potency of the Supreme Lord, which acts to perfect all the pastimes of the Lord with his different types of devotees. Who could play such wonders without being God? Text 31 Lord Krishna saved his foster father, Nanda Maharaj, from the fear of the demigod Varuna and, least the, and released the cowherd boys from the caves of the mountain, for they, for they were placed there by the son of Maya. Also, to the inhabitants of Vrindavan, who were busy working during the daytime and sleeping soundly at night because of their hard labor in the day, Lord Krishna awarded promotion to the highest planet in the spiritual sky. All these acts are transcendental and certainly proved without a doubt his godhood. Purport <clears throat> Nanda Maharaj, the father, foster father of Lord Krishna, went to take his bath in the river Yamuna in the dead of night, mistakenly thinking that the night was already over. Thus, demigod Varuna took him to the Varuna planet just to have a look at the personality of Godhead, Lord Krishna, who appeared there to release his father. Actually, there was no rest of Nanda Maharaj by Varuna because the inhabitants of Vrindavan were always engaged in thinking of Krishna, in constant meditation on the personality of Godhead in a particular form of samadhi, 
or trance of bhakti yoga. They had no fear of the miseries of material existence. In the Bhagavad Gita, it is confirmed that to be in association with the Supreme Personality of Godhead by full surrender in transcendental love frees one from the miseries inflicted by the laws of material nature. Here it is clearly mentioned that the inhabitants of Vrindavan were extensively busy in the hard labor of their day's work, and due to the day's hard labor, they were engaged in sound sleep at night. So practically, they had very little time to devote to meditation or to the other paraphernalia of spiritual activities. But factually, they were engaged in the highest spiritual activities only. Everything done by them was spiritualized because everything was dovetailed in their relationship with Lord Sri Krishna. The central point of their activities was Krishna. And as such, their so-called activities in the material world were saturated with spiritual potency. That is the advantage of the way of bhakti yoga. One should discharge one's duty on Lord Krishna's behalf and all of one's actions will be saturated with Krishna thought, the highest pattern of trance in spiritual realization. Text 32. When the cowherd men of Vrindavan, under instruction of Krishna, stopped offering sacrifice to the heavenly king Indra, the whole tract of land known as Braja was threatened with being washed away by, the con by constant heavy rains for seven days. Lord Krishna, out of his causeless mercy, upon the inhabitants of Braja, held up the king, held up the hill known as Govardhan with one hand only, although he was only seven years old. He did this to protect the animals from the onslaught of water. Purport. Children play with an umbrella generally known as a frog's umbrella. And Lord Krishna, when he was only seven years old, could snatch the great hill known as the Govardhan Parvata at Vrindavan and hold it for seven days continuously with one hand just to protect the animals and inhabitants of Vrindavan from the wrath of Indra, the heavenly kingdom, who had been denied sacrificial offerings by the inhabitants of Brajabhumi. Factually, there is no need of offering sacrifices to the demigods for their services. If one is engaged, again, factually, there is no need of offering sacrifices to the demigods for their services if one is engaged in the service of the Supreme Lord. Sacrifices <clears throat> recommended in the Vedic literature for satisfaction of the demigods are a sort of inducement to the sacrificers to realize the existence of higher authorities. The demigods are engaged by the Lord as controlling deities of material affairs. And according to the Bhagavad Gita, when a demigod is worshipped, 
the process is accepted as the indirect method for worshipping the Supreme Lord. But when the Supreme Lord is worshipped directly, there is no need of worshipping the demigods or offering them sacrifices as recommended in particular circumstances. Lord Krishna, therefore, advised the inhabitants of Rajabhumi not to offer any sacrifices to the heavenly King Indra. But Indra, not knowing Lord Krishna in Brajabhumi, was angry at the inhabitants of Brajabhumi and tried to avenge the offense. But competent as the Lord was, he saved the inhabitants and animals of Brajabhumi by his personal energy and proved definitely that anyone directly engaged as a devotee of the Supreme Lord need not satisfy any other demigods, however great, even to the level of Brahma or Shiva. Thus, this incident definitely proved without a doubt that Lord Krishna is the personality of Godhead and that he was so all in all and he was so in all circumstances. As a child on the lap of his mother, as a seven-year-old boy, as an old and as an old man of 125. In none of these cases was he ever on the level of an ordinary man. And even in his advanced age, he appeared like a 16-year-old boy. These are the particular features of the transcendental body of the Lord. Text 33. When the Lord was engaged in his pastimes of the rasa dance in the forest of Vrindavan, enlivening the sexual desires of the wives of the inhabitants of Vrindavan by sweet and melodious songs, a demon of the name Shankachuda, a rich follower of the treasurer of heaven, Kuvera, kidnapped the damsels and the Lord severed his head from his trunk. Purport. We should note carefully, we should carefully note that the statements described herein are the statements of Brahmaji to Narada. And he was speaking to Narada of events that would happen in the future during the advent of Lord Krishna. The pastimes of the Lord are known to the experts who are able to see past, present, and future. And Brahmaji being one of them, foretold what would happen in the future. The killing of Shankachuda by the Lord is a more recent incident after the Rasalila and not exactly a simultaneous affair. In the previous verses, we have seen also that the Lord's engagement in the affairs of the forest fire was described along with his pastimes of punishing the Kaliya snake. And similarly, the pastimes of the Rasa dance and killing of Shankachuda are also described herein. The adjustment is that all these incidents would take place in the future, after the time when it was being foretold by Brahmaji to Narada. The demon Shankachuda was killed by the Lord during his pastimes on the Holika Purnima in the month of Palguna. And the same incident was still commem uh, commemorated in, Indra, in India 
by the burning of an effigy of Shankachuda one day prior to Holika Purnima, the day on which the festival generally known as Holi is celebrated. Generally, the future appearance and activities of the Lord or His incarnations are foretold in the scriptures, and thus the pseudo-incarnations are unable to cheat persons who are in knowledge of the events as they are described in the authoritative scriptures. Text 34 and 35 All demonic personalities like Pralamba, Denuka, Baka, Keshi, Rishta, Chanura, Mushtika, Kulavyapida, Elephant, Kangsa, Kalayavana, Narakasura, and Pondraka, the great marshals like Shalva, Dvidvida monkey, and Balvala, and Balbala, Dantavakra, the seven bulls, Shambara, Vidurat, and Rukmi, as also great warriors like Kamboja, Matsya, Kuru, Srinjaya, and Kekaya, would all fight vigorously, either with the Lord Hari directly or with him under his names of Baladev, Arjuna, Bhima, and so on. And the demons, thus being killed, would attain either the impersonal Brahmajyoti or his personal abode in the Vaikuntha planets. Purport All manifestations in both the material and spiritual worlds are demonstrations of the different potencies of Lord Krishna. The personality of Godhead Baladev is his immediate personal expansion and Bhima, Arjuna and so on are his personal associates. The Lord would appear and he does so whenever he appears with all his associates and potencies. Therefore, the rebellious souls like the demons and demoniac men mentioned by names like Pralamba would be killed either by the Lord himself or by his associates. All these affairs will be clearly explained in the tenth canto. But we should know well that all the above-mentioned living entities killed would attain salvation either by, by being merged in the Brahma Jyoti of the Lord or by being allowed to enter into the abodes of the Lord called Vaikuntas. This has already been explained by Bhishmadev, first canto. All persons who participated in the battle of Kurukshetra or otherwise with the Lord or with Baladeva and so on would, be, would benefit by attaining spiritual existence according to the situation of their minds at the time of death. Those who are recognized, those who recognize the Lord would enter Vaikuntha and those who estimated the Lord as only a powerful being would attain salvation by merging into the spiritual existence of the impersonal Brahma Jyoti of the Lord. But every one of them would get release from material existence. Since such is the benefit 
of those who played with the Lord inimically. One can imagine what would be the position of those who devoutly serve the Lord in a transcendental relationship with Him. Text 36 The Lord Himself, in His incarnation as the son of Satyavati, Vyasadeva, will consider his compilation of the Vedic literature to be very difficult for the less intelligent persons with short lives. And thus he will divide the tree of Vedic knowledge into different branches according to the circumstances of the particular age. Purport Herein, Brahma, uh, Brahma, mentions the future compilation of Srimad Bhagavatam for the short-lived persons of Kali age, of the Kali age. As explained in the first canto, the less intelligent persons of the age of Kali would not only would be not only short-lived, but also perplexed with so many problems of life due to the awkward situation of the godless human society. Advancement of material comforts of the body is activity in the mode of ignorance according to the laws of material nature. Real advancement of knowledge means progress of knowledge and self-realization. But in the age of Kali, the less intelligent men mistakenly consider the short lifetime of 100 years, now factually reduced to about 40 to 60 years, to be all in all. They are less intelligent because they have no information of the eternity of life. They identify with a temporary material body existing for 40 years and consider it the only basic principle of life. Such persons are described as equal to the asses and bulls. But the Lord, as the compassionate Father of all living beings, imparts unto them the vast Vedic knowledge in short treatises like the Bhagavad Gita and for the graduates the Srimad Bhagavatam. The Puranas and the Mahabharata are also similarly made by Vyasadeva for the different types of men in the modes of material nature. But none of them are independent of the Vedic principles. Text 37 When the atheists, after being well versed in the Vedic scientific knowledge, annihilate, inhab annihilate inhabitants of different planets, flying unseen on, in the sky on well-built rockets prepared by the great scientist Maya, the Lord will bewilder their minds by dressing himself attractively as Buddha and will preach on sub-religious principles. Report. This incarnation of Lord Buddha is not the same Buddha incarnation we have in the hist present history of mankind. According to Srila Jiva Goswami, the Buddha incarnation mentioned in this universe appeared in a different Kali age. In the duration of life of one Manu, there are more than 72 Kali Yugas, and in one of them, 
the particular type of Buddha mentioned here would appear. Lord Buddha incarnates at a time when the people are most materialistic and preaches common sense religious principles. Such, such a ahimsa is not a religious principle itself, but it is an important quality for persons who are actually religious. It is a common sense religion because one is advised to do no harm to any other animal or living being because such harmful actions are equally harmful to him who does the harm. But before learning these principles of nonviolence, one has to learn two other principles, namely to be humble and to be prideless. Unless one is humble and prideless, one cannot be harmless and nonviolent. And after being nonviolent, one has to learn tolerance and simplicity of living. One must offer respect to the great religious preachers and spiritual leaders and also train the senses for controlled action, learning to be unattached to family and home and to render devotional service to the Lord, and so on. At the ultimate stage, one has to accept the Lord and become his devotee. Otherwise, there is no religion. In religious principles, there must be God in the center. Otherwise, simple moral instructions are merely sub-religious principles, generally known as upadharma, or nearness to religious principles. Text 38 Thereafter, at the end of the Kali Yuga, when there exist no topics on the subject of God, even at the residences of so-called saints and respectable gentlemen of the three higher castes, when the power of government is transferred to the hands of ministers elected from the low-born Shudra class or those less than them, when nothing is known of the techniques of sacrifice, even by word, at that time the Lord will appear as the supreme chastiser. Purport The symptoms of the worst conditions of the material world at the last stage of this age, called Kali Yuga, are stated herein. The sum and substance of such conditions is godlessness. Even the so-called saints and higher castes of the social orders, generally known as the Dvijajanas, or the twice-born, will become atheists. As such, all of them will practically forget even the holy name of the Lord and what to speak of his activities. The higher castes of society, namely the intelligent class of men, guiding the destinies of the social orders, the administrative class of men, guiding the law and order of the society, and the productive class of men, guiding the economic development of the society, must all be properly well-versed in knowledge of the Supreme Lord, knowing factually his name, qualities, pastimes, entourage, paraphernalia, and personalities. The saints and the higher castes or orders of the society are judged by their proportion of knowledge in the science of God 
or tatpagyan and not by any kind of birthright or bodily designations. Such designations, without any knowledge of the science of God and practical knowledge of devotional service, are considered to be all decorations of dead bodies. And when there is too much inflation of these decorated dead bodies in society, there develop so many anomalies in the progressive, peaceful life of the human being. Because of the lack of training or culture in the upper section of the social orders, they are no more to be designated as the Dvijajanas or the twice-born. The significance of being twice-born has been explained in many places in this great literature and again one is reminded herewith that birth executed by the sex life of the father and mother is called animal birth. But such animal birth and progress of life on the animal principles of eating, sleeping, fearing and mating without any scientific culture of spiritual life is called the Shudra life or to be more explicit the uncultured life of the lower class of men. It is stated herein that the governmental power of society in the Kali Yuga will be passed over to the uncultured, godless, laborer classes of men. And thus, the Nri Devas, or the ministers of the government, will be the Vrishalas, or the uncultured, lower class men of society. No one can expect any peace and prosperity in the human society full of uncultured lower classes of men. The symptoms of such uncultured, the symptoms of such uncultured social animals are already in vogue and, is, and it is the duty of the leaders of men to take note of it and try to reform the social order by introducing the principles of twice-born men trained in the science of God-consciousness. This can be done by expanding the culture of Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam all over the world. In the degraded condition of human society, the Lord incarnates as the Kalki avatar and kills all the demons without mercy. Text 39 At the beginning of creation, there are penance, myself, Brahma, and the nine prajapatis, the great sages who generate. Then, during the maintenance of the creation, there are Lord Vishnu, the demigods with controlling powers, and the kings of different planets. But by the end, there is irreligion, and then Lord Shiva, and the atheists, full of anger, and so on. All of them are different representative manifestations of the energy of the supreme power, the Lord. Purport The material world is created by the energy of the Lord, which is manifested in the beginning of the creation by the penance 
of Brahmaji, the first living being in the crea creation. And then there are the nine prajapatis, known as the great sages. In the stage when the creation is maintained, there are devotional service to Lord Vishnu, or factual religion, the different demigods, and the kings of different planets who maintain the world. At last, when the creation is preparing to wind up, there is the first principle of irreligion. Then Lord Shiva, along with the atheists, full of anger. But all of them are but different manifestations of the Supreme Lord. Therefore, Brahma, Vishnu and Mahadev, Shiva, are different incarnations of the different modes of material nature. Vishnu is the Lord of the mode of goodness. Brahma is the Lord of the mode of passion. And Shiva is the Lord of the mode of ignorance. Ultimately, the material creation is but a temporary manifestation meant to give the chance of liberation to the conditioned souls who are entrapped in the material world and who develops and one who develops the mode of goodness under the protection of Lord Vishnu has the greatest chance of being liberated by following the Vaishnava principles and thus being promoted to the kingdom of God no more to return to this miserable material world. Chila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Text 40. Who can describe completely the prowess of Vishnu? Even the scientist who might have counted the particles of the atoms of the universe cannot do so, because it is Vishnu only who in his form of Trivikram moved his leg effortlessly beyond the topmost planet, Satyaloka, up to the neutral state of the three modes of material nature, and all planets were moved. Purport. The highest scientific advancement of the material scientists is atomic energy. But no material scientist is able to count the particles of atoms contained in the whole universe. But even if one were able to count such atomic particles or were able to roll up the sky like one's bedding, even then one would be unable to estimate the extent of the prowess and energy of the Supreme Lord. He is known as Trivikram because once in his incarnation of Vamana he expanded his leg beyond the highest planetary system Satyaloka and reached the neutral state of the modes of nature called the covering of the material world. There are seven layers of material covering, material skies. There are seven layers of matter co covering the material sky and the Lord could penetrate even those coverings. With his toe, he made a hole through which the water of the causal ocean filters into the material sky and the current is known as the sacred Ganges 
which purifies the planets of the three worlds. In other words, no one is equal to the transcendentally powerful Vishnu. He is omnipotent, and no one is equal to or greater than him. Jai. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. You notice how many more verses uh, were describing Lord Krishna's pastimes than the other incarnations. Another incarnation of Krishna's position. Okay, we'll stop the reading here. It's eight after 8 o'clock. And tomorrow we'll take up uh, the reading at text 41. But for now, let us uh, hear the reflections of the assembled sages uh, regarding what we just heard. Hare Krishna. This from Rati Mandroi. Hare Krishna Rati. She says, Jai Guru Maharaj, back at the oasis. Yes, drinking to our full satisfaction. <laughs> from Sudevi Dasi. Hare Krishna Sudevi Dasi, my dear God sister, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna to you. And from Bhakta Christopher. Hare Krishna Bhakta Christopher. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Hearing about the glories of Krishna with pure devotees such as yourself is as wonderful as it is liberating. All glories to your wonderful reading. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna, all glories to the, His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada, who gave us the material to read. I'm just wagging my tongue. Hare Krishna, thank you very much. And from Rasika Shiromani. Haribo Rasika, how's it going over there? He says, Hare Krishna, dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. May Lord Chaitanya hasten that day when the world's general populace will gather together to hear Srimad Bhagavatam from the Lord's servant and representative. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you very much for your well-wishing, Hare Krishna. And from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Jai Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj. We are safe and sound by hearing the daily reading service of Srila Prabhupada's books <laughs> by you. All glories to Srila Hare Prabhupada. Hare Krishna, thank you very much. Hare Bo. Cheers to all the assembled sages. Cheers to all the assembled sages. Hare Krishna. And from Vrajaloka Devi Dasi. Yes, Vrajaloka. Hare Krishna, dear Guru Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you so much for giving us this strongest shelter day by day. All glories to your daily readings. Jai. All glories to the Srimad Bhagavatam and Srila Prabhupada's effort to translate and comment, comment, on, comment, comment on them. It was very touching to hear about the loving feelings of the Vajvasis and their intimate relationship with the Lord. I especially liked the explanation of verse 31 in which we heard that the inhabitants of Vrindavan 
were always engaged in thinking of Krishna, in constant meditation on the personality of Godhead, in a particular form of samadhi, or trance of bhakti-yoga. Mm. They had no fear of the miseries of material existence. The inhabitants of Vrindavan were extensively busy in the hard labor of their day's work, and due to the day's hard labor they were engaged in sound sleep at night. Mm-hmm. So practically they had very mm. little time to devote to meditation or to the other paraphernalia of spiritual activities. But factually they were engaged in the highest spiritual activities only. Mm. Everything done by them was spiritualized because everything was dovetailed in their relationship with Lord Sri Krishna. The central point of activities was Krishna, and as such these so-called activities in the material world were saturated with spiritual potency. So beautiful. Today I read in the purport of the Bhagavatam verse 5.18.23 that one cannot associate with Krishna unless he has fully received the favor of the inhabitants of Vrajabhumi. Therefore, if one wants to be delivered by Krishna directly, he must take to the service of the residents of Vrindavan who are unalloyed devotees of the Lord. Could you please say some thoughts about how can we take to the service of the residents of Vrindavan, especially on the beginner level of Bhakti Yoga, and how should we pray for the mercy of these exalted devotees? Yes, you follow in the footsteps of the Mahajans. Uh, Specifically, you know, our founder Acharya, Srila Prabhupada, and his representatives who are empowered by him to attract people to Krishna. The Brajbasis' uh, lives are dedicated to attract people to Krishna. Krishna came and exhibited his Brajalila pastimes in order to attract the, the people to him so that they can go back to Braja or wherever they belong in the spiritual world. That is the best way to serve the uh, Brajabhasis and to follow in the footsteps of the Brajabhasis. And that point is mentioned in uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita. By the gopis themselves, the topmost devotees, and I think we can find that verse. Anyway, I would have to look it up. It'll take too much time. We're almost done with our reading. But uh, there the gopis glorify those who uh, spread the glories of Krishna as the topmost transcendentalist and magnanimous persons. So there is the evidence right from the gopis' lips. Uh, by distributing Srila Prabhupada's books, by doing any service that assists in the spreading of Krishna consciousness under Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's guidance, spreading the holy name through Harinam Sankirtan and the glories of Krishna through the transcendental uh, Bhaktivedanta purports 
of Srila Prabhupada, of the Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita, and Chaitanya Charitamrita, one can become a Rupanuga devotee. Oh. Yeah, there's a, there's a purport in which Srila Prabhupada describes that advanced, the, the, the business of empowered and advanced devotees is to um, publish and distribute books glorifying Krishna. And this is the way that one becomes a Rupanuga devotee. So all these thoughts put together uh, make it clear that if we want to please Krishna the most and if we want to uh, we have to follow in the footsteps of Vajrabhasis in our condition in our place and circumstances by spreading uh, the uh, knowledge of Srimad Bhagavatam and pure devotional service to the Vajrabhasis Hare Krishna From Rai Khanu Devi Dasi. Yes. Hare Krishna, dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Jai Rai Khanu Devi Dasi. And from Bhakta Rupa. Bhakta Rupa, Hare Krishna. He says, Thanks for reading, Maharaj. Please accept my respectful obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Jai, all glories to His Divine Grace. How does one become humble and prideless? By getting to know Krishna. The closer you get to Krishna, or the more you know about Krishna, the more you will realize how much different you are from Krishna. By studying the... Uh, when we say studying, we mean hearing, listening carefully to the glories of Krishna and his opulences, uh, and then in that way realizing how small and insignificant you are, first of all philosophically and then practically, and eventually uh, you will attain dhanya. Uh, dhanya and prema are well it says that prema is the, is the result of dhanya but it also says that you can't have prema without dhanya so this means that there are there is a causal and effectual relationship between the two that make them veritably the same so you, you get there by serving the servant of the servant of the servant of the servant of Krishna, the protector of the gopis. That's how you get there. You render service. <clears throat> you beg people that you meet to please be Krishna conscious. Chant Hare Krishna. Be happy. This may sound simplistic. It may sound basic but it is the basis of humility.
And as Prabhupada says in the purport to verses 8 to 12 in the 13th chapter of the Gita, knowledge begins with humility. So the mercy of the material energy is partly to teach us to be humble, to teach us that we can't do whatever we want, whenever we want, and think that that makes us great or that makes us special. And you become literally and truly humble by rendering devotional service to the devotee of the devotee of the devotee of the devotee of Krishna. The farthest removed from Krishna, the more humble and better. You can't approach Krishna directly. You have to pre approach Krishna through his devotees and through the servants of his devotees as removed as many removed as possible and then you will become truly humble and taste the nectar of pure devotional service. Without getting that fragrance of Krishna's mercy, it's not possible. So you have to pray for the fragrance of the mercy of Krishna. How do you get that? By getting the mercy of the six Goswamis of Vrindavan. By understanding the Krishna consciousness movement, by studying these books, by getting the mercy of Lord, <coughs> Lord Nityananda, by spreading the glories of those books. Then you can approach Radha and Krishna. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Serve the Sankirtan movement of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Selfless service. Then you will become by nature humble because that's what the soul is. Humility is already there. It's in everyone. It just has to be awakened by hearing and therefore how many times does Krishna say to Arjuna in the Bhagavad Gita, touch Trinu, hear from me. Now listen, hear, hear, listen, hear, hear, listen, hear, hear. 30 times, 40 times. This is the process to hear and then apply what you hear to your own character, to your own mental and physical activities. Serve for the pleasure of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Krishna and all their eternal associates. Hare Krishna. Bhakti Rupa says, I pray to get the fragrance of the mercy of Krishna. You got it. Thank you. And from Anandamurti Devi Dasi. Yes, Anandamurti Devi Dasi. Dear Guru Maharaj and all the assembled devotees, please accept my respectful obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you so much for today's reading. It is so wonderful to hear from you these transcendental scriptures. It says our lifetime becomes in Kali Yuga like 40 or 60 years long. One hand 
Our lifespan looks like it extends around 70 or 80 years by medical development in the modern age. How can I understand about it? It's talking about the end of Kali Yuga. By the end of the Kali Yuga, a person who is 25 years old will be considered an old, grand old man. Hare Krishna. But if the person does not do devotional service, there is no meaning for living longer. Well, there's that, and there's the fact that they're not, when they do this average, they're not including the souls that are there killing in the womb. If you factor in all the souls that are being killed in the womb, either by contraceptive methods or worse, abortion, then you get a much lower number in average. Hare Krishna. I'm from Goranga Gopal. Yes, Goranga Gopal. So nice to hear about the unlimited glories of the unlimited incarnations of the Lord. And still, just hearing the few pastimes of Krishna here sublimes all his other pastimes enacted through other avatars. It definitely teased me to read Krishna book again and again and yet again. Yeah. There was a visitor to the uh, British Museum uh, which was displaying uh, a... Um, um, ancient figures of the different uh, deities from India. And he was looking at the sun god and, and Indra and Varuna and all these caricatures of the or de deities of the of the of the different uh, demigods and incarnations of Krishna. And then he came to Krishna himself and he was just playing on his flute. And his conclusion was, that must be God. Because the other, all the other ones have, you know, they're working hard to do things. But Krishna is just playing his flute and enjoying. I thought that was a very nice story that illustrated how easy it is to understand with little knowledge uh, who God must be. Hare Krishna. From Daitari Haridas. Daitari Haridas. Haribo, Haribo. He says, Vajradoka has taken the exact quote that stood out to me tonight about how the cowherd men dedicated their practical activities to Krishna and had little time for anything else. Mm. On a day to day level, I really appreciate who are always fully full-heartedly engaged in practical service, be it preaching or just hard physical labor for helping push on the movement. I really love hearing these books, but I wish I could be more sincere in the practical day-to-day -day service that I do. Practice makes perfect. Hare Krishna. From Jagamohan. Yes, Jagamohan. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, please accept my respectful obeisances. Fascinating to hear about Lord Buddha appearing in a different Kali Yuga. Yeah. Hearing about all the so many avatars, the 
thing that sticks out to me most is how special Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is. Mm. The more I hear about all the pastimes, the more Mahaprabhu stands out. What a great fortune to be born in this Kali Yuga. I pray that I don't let this opportunity go to waste. Thank you for your contribution to this mission. All glories to Srimad Bhagavatam and His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada. Thank you very much, Jagamohan. That was a wonderful reflection, and may it all come true. Thank you. Hare Krishna. And from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my respectful obeisances. Thank you for your undeterred reciting of truth. We all benefit from it, and through YouTube, the whole world. So may it be. Thank you so much for that well-wishing and that uh, very positive uh, prediction. Hare Krishna. May it come true. from Bhaktarupa. Yes, Bhaktarupa. He says, Ali distributed a Bhagavatam set on the street today, Maharaj. Oh, Hare Krishna. He's going for 100 this year. Please bless him. Oh, who am I to bless such a soul? Let him bless me. <laughs> Hare Krishna. And from Rasika Shiramani. Yes, Rasika. I am very inspired by the profound reflections tonight. They just keep getting better and better. Yes, I think so too. Thank you so much for reminding us. Haribo. And from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. What I liked in tonight's reading was that the demons which are killed by the Lord have two destinations depending on their state of mind at the time of death. If they considered the Lord just a powerful man, they would go and merge in the Brahma Jyoti. But if they understand his divinity, they could even go to Vaikuntha. I appreciate how the philosophy is so consistent, even with the demons, and how kind Krishna is to even give the demons such a high destination, even in the nick of time. Absolutely. Krishna says, Samoham Sarvabhuteshu. I am equal to all living entities. It may appear like he is partial to the devotees, which he is, but it's only due to how the, the person is approaching him. However you approach Krishna, he responds accordingly. That's his nature. It, it's everyone's nature, actually, because we're parts of Krishna. But with him, it's unlimited, and it applies to everyone. Hare Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam, thank you very much for those. I, I agree with Rasika Shiramani, particularly beautiful reflections tonight. Uh, and let us continue to spread this taste for hearing about Krishna through the hearing and through the reflections, through the explanations. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samaveda Bhaktivinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bol. See you tomorrow night. Same time, same place, same topic as Lord Brahmaji continues his glorification of the Supreme Personality of Godhead to his son, Narada. Hare Krishna. See you tomorrow.